This is Deion Dawkins, man, and you're listening to The Scoop on OwlScoop.com. You already know. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Scoop, OwlScoop.com's podcast. This is season eight, episode 41. I'm John DeCarlo, the editor of OwlScoop.com. We have Javon here, Declan's here, Ramirez here, and Caden is here. Kyle's not with us today we will uh honor his spirit he's still alive by the way <laughs> what? making him sound like he's dead <laughs> i had a eulogy ready I, mean, I wish you had told us that before we went oh, on air <laughs> you got one in your pocket already listen listen i can i can come up with a word you know out of nowhere you know i went to an apostolic church for about you learn how to come up with something every now and then yeah kyle kyle Gauss, very much alive but uh hopefully he'll be back with us what's that in love and memory Loving memory of Kyle Kaus. <laughs> I love this. Um, but we do have a lot for you guys. This week, we've got a basketball, a few basketball recruiting updates for you, some football recruiting content along the way. We've got some audio. We've got all sorts of fun stuff. No Temple football player got drafted uh, this past weekend, as we expected, but uh, a few of the guys signed uh, rookie mini camp deals or got invited to rookie mini camps. Jose Barbone signed as an undrafted rookie free agent with the Dallas Cowboys, Isaac Moore, as we're recording this on a Friday, is at rookie minicamp with the Packers right now. Adam Klein's going to rookie minicamp with the Washington Commanders. Zach Gill with the Giants. Did I miss anybody? No. <laughs> you so. leaned in very dramatically. Like, uh, and I just, don't think so. There's a chance, no. but I don't think so. Yeah, I think we got everybody. We got some former Temple players that also got some, some chances. Christian Braswell getting drafted. Yeah. Caden texted me once that happened, like in pure shock. Yeah. He was a good football player, but I didn't like expect that to be a guy yeah. who got drafted eventually. Yeah, uh, we've got some audio. Got some audio from from Quante Berry from his conversation with Kyle Gauss. Quante, of course, committed to Temple this week. He spent the the past season redshirting at Providence. Got some audio from Javon's conversation with Chris Clark. Some good stuff there. Famous number forty ones, guys. Well, I'm go ahead because you called it yesterday. Oh yeah, before we were talking about it in the studio in WHIP studio. I said I call I'm calling Dirk. So <laughs> Dirk Dewitsky. Who is that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Caden, what sort of I have I have a, an old Eagle. I have two obscure football ones. They're not Eagles. Actually one was a former Eagle, but didn't win forty one with the Eagles. I'll start out with Byron Maxwell wore forty one when he was with Seattle for the Legion of Boom for that one year. He was actually good. And then forty one with the Saints Roman Harper the safety wow. is the one I thought of that comes to mind. But. Declan, are you cheating this no, week? I like no, this, you're like, I have one. I actually, <laughs> this is, I was really proud of it uh, because I thought of it and then I Googled it to make sure I was right. So I was right. Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer were number 41 with the Pistons. What are your, what are your memories of seeing Bill Lambeer? I, thought he was oh, I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, 41, Google it. Was he? I'm pretty sure. he's 42. God, if I'm wrong. Are you going to tell us that you Googled it and you're still wrong? I don't think I am. No, we're number 41. Google it. All right. Oh, no, he wore 41 for the Cavs. So that's what it was. Okay. And yeah. then got traded for the Pistons and wore 40. For Detroit, it was 40. But I knew for, you know, because I I love the bad boys 30 for 30. So that's why I was like, I feel like I remember seeing him in a 41 jersey. He's with Cleveland. His dad made more money than him as a, as a, a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. One of those fancy rich jobs where you can spend all day on the golf course. There you Kaden, go. Caden, I'm thinking of an eagle who wore number 41. It was be- like before your time in the 80s, 
was drafted in the first round. His name came up a few times during or prior to the draft when they talk about like the last time the Eagles drafted a, a running back in the first round. Was it Byers? Keith Byers out of Ohio State. Yeah. I got a piece of Baltimore history for you. What's that? Wes Unseld. Wes Unseld. Kevin with Love's the, with the bullets. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Declan, any other ones that you want to Google? <laughs> I, knew, I knew this one the whole time. No, no, no. I'm not I'm saying don't don't Google them. Uh, I was ready. I have two more. Right here's two more. Um, Devontae Balsby corner for the Eagles. He made his name with the Broncos a yeah. few years ago. Mm-hmm. He wore 41 here. I'm not sure what number he wore in Denver. And new Eagle, Nicholas Morrow, wears 41 officially wow. as of today. There we go. That's a terrible number for a linebacker. No, I think Why? it's clean. Oh, I feel like a linebacker, just, like 50s is more aesthetic. We said this one yesterday in the studio, so I'm not going to take credit for it. Dominique Rogers cromartie Yep, that was me. Wore 41 oh, for the Giants. Yeah. yeah. My man Glenn Rice Sr., and then I will say, I didn't Google this one. Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver for the Mets. Yeah. And the Tom Seaver pitched for the Reds? Okay, too, so yell at him then. He Googled it. I he said he Googled it. it. Yell yeah, at he him. admitted it. Oh, After come I on. You said I said yours. I wikipedia it. You said yours I said as I if you were like a nursery school kid. <laughs> it was like, I have the answer. Please <laughs> call on me. Call on me. Ramir and Caden. Safety, 49ers and Colts. Antoine Bethea. Antoine Bethea. Yeah. Mm. Antoine. Ava Camara wears 41 too. I yes, forgot he does. that. Camara. Yeah. Next week it'll be another famous 49er safety. Can we get do episode 42? Ooh. Yeah. Who am I talking about? Bonnie Lock. There we go. There we go. I feel like we should have waited and let that one answer that to see, you know, just how much the, the young the young whipper snapper knows. He knows Ronnie Lot, don't he? Yeah, definitely. Oh, no, no, he don't. <laughs> no, he <All> don't. Right. <laughs> Football is not my number one sport. See, I will say. What is your number one sport? Basketball for sure. You should know. Actually, volleyball is probably more than basketball. Never mind. I'll take it back. What? You don't need 41 for volleyball? Off the top of my head, no. Because you only have, like, you know, so many players on the team. You know, you're, you know. Volleyball players wear numbers? <laughs> are you serious? I, here, here's here's <laughs> are, are you serious? Here's so here's, how many no, volleyball no, stories listen, have you Listen, <laughs> listen, Declan, listen. Uh-huh. Um, we were watching beach volleyball at the Enquirer office today. <laughs> and you know, like, they don't... Well, you, really? There's two people so on a beach volleyball so let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. If it's not Look, the one person, it's the other. Wait, wait, wait. I have a so, follow-up question. So John must know why we were watching. <laughs> that's I'll tell it, you that's why. That's my follow-up question. So we're in there, we're eating pizza and wings and all this stuff. And Mike Wong's like, we're the sports department. We've got to watch something. And he pulls up ESPN+. Plus, and we don't want to watch any replays of any playoff games from the NBA or the NHL. No golf. There's no nothing live but golf. And Mike Wong hates golf, apparently. Mm-hmm. So the Villanova kids say, "Oh, Long Beach and in and Cal are on and beach volleyball." That's Let's actually a that. really good. That's a really good matchup. So and, continue. You know, they turn that on, and you know, <laughs> I'm serious. There's no numbers, and so, then you know, boom, then like, because there's two people on yeah, the team. I know, but yes, I've covered volleyball. Yeah, and then you just asked if there were numbers. Oh, if no. they were numbers, oh, yeah. you cover volley. You just asked if they were numbers. Oh, Come on, you know what? Confession <laughs> time. I've never been to an actual. I've only been to one volleyball game in my life. It was in high school. And did they wear numbers? Can't remember. Yeah, they wore numbers. I was, they were, the ball anyway, team, you and go. we were just joking around the whole time. Yeah. Resident volleyball is getting, guys getting that over here. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of question is that? Of course they wear numbers. <laughs> excuse me for my ignorance. Okay. Your excuse. What a moment in time for the, <laughs> for the scoop. 
We should but, bring hey, volleyball coverage to the scoop next year. We just did. That, that's what I'm saying. Think we, I think we just did. We always could. I'll give you five minutes a week next, hopefully, next uh, year. Hopefully we'll all be more hopefully we'll be, be more prepared for volleyball coverage. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I'm anyway, anyway. Got a lot to get to. Once again, a reminder that the scoop is now brought to you all by Greenspan and Greenspan Injury Lawyers. If you have been injured while on the road or the highway in the crash with someone else's fault, the insurance company will not be on your side. You need us. Temple Law grads who will fight hard to get the compensation that you deserve. We only get paid if we win. In Pennsylvania or New York, call us today at 215-261-7359. 215-261-7359. And you can find them on the web at greenspans-law.com. Greenspans-law.com. All right. So first order of business, again, if you're a Temple basketball fan, if you've been obsessively refreshing Twitter to see who they're getting out of the transfer portal, Temple did pick up a commitment this week, uh, yesterday, Quante Berry, again, as I mentioned at the outside of the pod, Temple's newest verbal commitment, a former three-star recruit played at Winston-Salem, Christian had offers along the way from programs like Auburn, Florida, and Maryland when he was coming out of high school, redshirted Providence this past season, he's coming to Temple now, Will Johnston from UT Rio Grande Valley, ended up committing to Loyola Marymount. So a loss there for Temple in the portal, a win, and picking up Quante Berry. Uh, again, doesn't have any college stats because he redshirted uh, this past season at Providence, but uh, uh, I guess a combo guard will say. Kyle Gauss, again, if you are an Alscoop.com subscriber, you have full access to Kyle's story about Quante Berry. And here's a clip from their interview. This is Quante Berry just talking about his play style. Again, you have full access to the story if you're an Alscoop subscriber. But if you are wondering, uh, since you can't look at you can look at his high school highlights if you want, but nothing this season from Providence because he sat out. Uh, here's Quante Berry talking about the type of player that he is. Uh, combo guard. I feel like I'm a playmaker, whether that's getting somebody a shot or getting a shot myself, get, make, creating a shot for myself. I feel like I'm a three-level scorer. Uh, I've improved from the outside. I can get downhill. I feel like my sweet spot is the mid-range. Javon, I know they're trying to piece together a roster in general, but how do you see him? How do you see him fitting in? Um, I have concerns in college basketball about so-called combo guards that are primarily two guards, because that normally means they can't shoot from distance. Mm-hmm. And um, listening to Kyle's conversation with Quante and, and reading the actual story. It seems like he might not be the best long range shooter. He's pretty much saying it himself, which means, okay, I'm a two guard because I don't have the decision making of a one, but I can't stay at the two because I can't space the floor as much as a two needs to. So I'll be watching out for that. I'll have all the answers I need on that in the first 10 games of the 23-24 season. So that concerns me. However, we had him as a three-star at Rivals ESPN. Had him as a four-star. Ed Cooley doesn't recruit bums. <laughs> so for him to be up there at Providence says something. I mean, hey, the last uh, gifted player that Temple had playing the two-guard spot was a former four-star that played in the Big East. Had his own issues off the court. But, you know, he was a damn good basketball player. So I'm sure Fisher and Clark and the guys are hoping that will be Quante Berry's future also. Um, again, if you're an AllScoop.com subscriber – and you stay locked into our basketball message boards. You'll have the latest on uh, a couple guys who are visiting now as we speak. One who is uh, here on a visit. One who is coming in this weekend, guys. Uh, two targets the Temple has in the transfer portal. So speaking of 
having the ball in his hand and stuff like that. So last week we played some audio from Javon's conversation with Jaleel White talking about why he decided to come back to Temple. So Javon, you talked to Chris Chris Clark this week, correct? Yes, that was yesterday, Caden, or Wednesday? It was two days ago. It was after the final. So Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. So uh, among the things that they talked about, you know, following up on Jaleel, again, we know that he struggles shooting the ball, didn't hit a single three, went over for 21 from three, talked about how he's talked about how he's, you know, struggled with his confidence a little bit this season. Javon talked to Chris, and one of the things they did talk about was how Jaleel White fits into what Adam Fisher wants to do. So here's a clip from their conversation. Well, I, I think it's the ball's going to be in Jaleel's hands a little more than what it had been in the past. Um, I think you'll see Jaleel be more of a playmaker. Um, like you said, a point forward. I don't think the ball was in his hands a lot last year. I mean, we just had a different team, right? You know, you have Dane, Caleb, KB, um, you know, those guys demand the ball a lot. So I think you're going to see the ball in Jalil's hands a ton. And, you know, I, I just think he'll, he'll be a little more freed up um, and be able to make some decisions because of that. I think for him, the shooting piece has got to get better. Um, he definitely got to be able to shoot the ball a little better than what he did last year. Um, he's actually better from his freshman year than he was a sophomore year. So we got to get him, you know, shoot the three ball a little better. And, um, you know, I, I just think, he, you know, he's going to have a great year. I think the floor is going to be spread. You're going to see him in more pick and rolls. Um, you know, you, you're going to see him defend. I mean, he has always done that, right? Defend one through five. Um, so I think you're going to see his versatility uh, on display next year, but more so with the ball in his hands. Um, than in the previous two seasons. So we talked about Jaleel having the ball in his hands a little bit more. The previous staff talked about that more too. And again, every once in a while, he will bring the ball up. But a lot of that this past season fell upon Heiser Miller, Damian Dunn, anybody who was bringing the ball off the floor. Is that a way you think to get him more? I mean, again, I don't think I don't think Jaleel White's ever going to turn into a shooting machine. We know that, but. Having the ball in his hands, in, having the ball in his hands a little bit more, you think that's a way to engage him in the offense a little bit more yeah, and kind I, of I, just get him to like rediscover a spot in the offense. Yeah, I said it last week, and here Chris said that I'll say that like once again validates my my basketball knowledge. I don't know what I just beat the table for. Like we don't have these mics right here. Yeah, um, no. but sure anyway, but um, anyways, no, like it it proves my point of if you're going to have a spaced out offense then there's room for Jalil White, but he has to have the ball in his hands. Um, all that spacing is going to have to be for him to be able to get to the rim on his own volition or, you know, the easiest pass in basketball, the easiest way to be a facilitator, which is why I don't understand why we have so many selfish point guards. I won't even call them point guards. I'll call them undersized twos in today's basketball game. Get to the middle of the floor. Get to the middle of the lane. Make the opposite pass. Everyone's taught to help so much these days. Defenses these days love giving up mismatches. For what reason? I don't know. Maybe because we got a lot of jackasses calling themselves <laughs> basketball coaches these days. Like, why are we... Teams go out there and run, pick, and roll all day, every day now because they know teams are so lazy that they'll just switch it. And it's giving the other team the matchup they want. You got that. You got when you get to the lane, the whole defense collapses. For what? No one knows how to make any other pass in basketball these days but the skip pass in the middle of the lane. So how about you stay home and make these small 6-1, guys finish at the rim? I don't understand it, but since that's today's game, Jalil White can take advantage of that. And he's not a small 6-1, guy, 
Lil Dwight's six 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 seven. He's built like an action figure. So that spaced out floor will allow him to create for himself and for others, just getting downhill as much as possible. But that does mean Hasir Miller, who I talked to this week, who says, you know, simply put, I have to improve on my scoring, especially my jump mm-hmm. shooting. That means Hasir Miller is going to have to become a better jump shooter so he can play off the ball a little more. Do you guys ever feel like we're in these moments when we're doing this podcast that we're otherwise taking valuable time away from Javon where you could be like a CYO coach back home when he gets rolling. He's like, these, these kids today, man, there's just, they don't respect the game. You can just feel him like just lacing up his, his he says a couple times a week that he should go into coaching. I'm telling you, I think he could, he should, he could change basketball forever. I'm telling you, listen, 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 the, 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 the great archdiocese of Baltimore or, or, you know, any of the public league schools in the Baltimore metropolitan area, you know, you need somebody. I've got a program. I can, I can change it overnight. These kids. Are, and that's the other thing with high school and college coaching, like kids are dumb. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, once you teach your kids that the kids they're playing against are dumb, it's business. It's, it's, it's cool. And, and, you know, ask all the IMGs and the Martin Verds and the Demathers and all that. That's a lot that's of positive a, reinforcement. Hey, you're dumb. They're what, dumb. And, but, <laughs> but, but the guys will tell you that themselves. They're like, yeah, all this stuff we went through in the first day of practice as a freshman didn't get any of that in middle school and high school. Like, guys admit they're dumb when it comes to the game of basketball once they get to school. And they're just continuously learning and learning. But since we're in the era of one and done and go to the sorry ass overtime elite league and all that stuff, no smart players are coming into the NBA now. And you got the dumb product that we have now where it's only four <laughs> teams that can win the chip these days because it's only four teams that know what high IQ basketball is. I mean, if you were, if, yeah, if he were, if you were, oh, I'm, his, I'm five and oh, as a basketball coach, you know, <laughs> if you were on his staff as an assistant, how often do you think you would be restraining him and or taking the edge off of his message? Every other possession. <laughs> I'm not that bad because I understand, you know, the technical foul aspect of the thing. And you, you got to be the technical foul aspect, and, i.e. You, you, know, you would get teed up. And then, you know, with refs, you got to treat them some kind of nice so they can give you the calls that you need to call. However, you got to set the tone early with them. Like, hey, I'm going to need you to catch that. We got a 32 minute game here. You know, high school, eight minute quarters. We got 32 minutes of ball to play. I'm going to need you to see that, you know, set the tone early and then, you know, get some respect going. Aaron McKee actually was good at that. He was good at, you know, pull the referee to his side in the first few minutes of the game. Like, listen, this is happening. This is happening. It's a long 40-minute game. I need you to see that. And that'd be the only time you see Aaron get riled up is ref just continuously missing calls because he actually used to make the effort to talk the refs through what he was seeing. Small stuff you notice. Small stuff. Uh, we did mention... Uh, we'll get to more, obviously, we'll get to more basketball in the mailbag here in a second. But on the football front, again, we mentioned that Jose Barbone will get a shot as an undrafted rookie free agent with the Cowboys. Isaac Moore is with the Packers right now on a minicamp uh, invite. Adam Klein's with Washington on a minicamp invite. Zach Gill, minicamp invite with the Giants. Had a chance to talk to Jose Barbone and Isaac Moore. If you're an Al Scoop subscriber, you can read that story from over the weekend. I'm going to play a clip for you here. This is Isaac Moore. Just uh, talking about uh, a couple different things here. Him uh, just talking about his approach, like heading into camp. And then also just what he's learned from Chris Wiesahan, his offensive line coach. Again, Isaac Moore came in from Sweden, was adjusting to a new country, a relatively new game. And, you know, whatever, happen, whatever happens for him now, I mean, he's got USFL. USFL is an opportunity with the Philadelphia Stars. 
just got drafted into the CFL. Which team drafted him again? Why am I forgetting? Calgary Stampeders. That's right, the Calgary Stampeders. And, so three uh, teams hold the rights to Isaac Moore's football. Yeah, right? yeah. So he's, he's busy. He's going to have potentially some yeah. options. But this is Isaac Moore talking about his approach that he's taken into minicamp with the Packers and then what he has learned from Chris Wiesahan. All the nervous, like all the nervousness is just excitement at this point. Like I've been wanting a shot for so long. So now I'm just going to go out there and do my absolute best. Mm-hmm. And if that's good enough, then then it's good enough. And if it's not good enough, then I'll know that I've tried my absolute best. How much have you picked Chris Wiesahan's brain? Because, I mean, obviously he's sent a lot of guys to the NFL. Have you had a chance to talk to him about this next step? Too much. John, I have to pick this brain too much. I think he's sick and tired of me at this point. <laughs> but it's great to have such a smart like mentor in your life. So anytime I had any question about anything football-related or life-related in general, but especially football, he would always give me a straight-shot answer. And tell, I was like, but why, why, why would the defense do this? And then he tells me, oh, it's because in cover six, and then he explains the perfect answer. So it's really, it's really good. All right, so in addition to that, we've got some football recruiting content for you on the way. If you're an Al Scoop subscriber, you'll have access to these stories. Uh, Declan has a couple stories on the way, one from Jaden Dixon-Veal, Juco wide receiver, at the College of San Mateo, who played with C.J. Stroud, of course, a, uh, just a recent first-round uh, draft pick this past weekend. Kaya Mason, wide receiver and free safety from St. Edward High School out in Ohio. Ramir talked to Emmanuel Dyson from DeMatha. So we've got some football recruiting coverage on the way for you guys. Let's jump into the mailbag here. Again, these are... This week, all subscribers from the basketball message board. We got to get a, uh, a sound effect for the mailbag. Like, you know how when we used to watch Blues Clues as a little kid, you'd yeah. get the mail time. We mail just time, got a letter. Mail time. We just got a letter. I think we That'd just be found sick. It. I wonder That'd who it's sick. from. Yeah, you know. Do you guys yeah. want to create the drop? You can. We, you know what? We'll, we'll write talk. a jingle. We'll, talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll write talk. something up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we're already writing we a song. So. We can't rip it off from Blues Clues. We need original material. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll come up with something. We received a package. Okay. <laughs> Let Declan sing it. It'll Dude, be original. I will. Yeah, Should I do it in my Nickelback voice? Yes. Do. No. Not on air. Not on air. Before this goes any further, the first question from New England Al. Yes. First question from New England Al. Number one is Bud Clark a take? Well, I I think that we've talked about this again. A very good player. At West Catholic, but no, Temple's not Temple's not recruiting him. And he's a very good player, but I think, and again, maybe maybe Bud Clark a couple years down the road might be a guy who starts out at like a St. Francis or like a a low major program. I think the I hate to say the knock on him is I I think he's he's undersized, but I don't know. Maybe he plays a year or two at a school like that and transfers up. I mean, he's he's definitely a good player, but he's not a take for Temple. I know they're not recruiting him. I'm not trying to take away from the type of player he is, but they're not recruiting him. But I don't know. We've seen guys like him start off at one level and and transfer up. You know, I, I'd love to see him get his start in a conference like the America East or something like mm-hmm. that and build his way up. Because like, it's not like there's no room for the small guard in college basketball. Marquise Noel was the best point guard in the country this year. Mm-hmm. We saw Marcus Edwards and, and – um, Miles Powell and Tremont Borders and, mm-hmm. and – no, yeah, Carson Edwards and – um. Who did I say? Because I got the wrong. Yeah, Tremont Waters, Carson Edwards, Marcus Howard. That was his name, not Marcus Edwards. Marcus Howard. Like, we've seen the small guard take over college basketball. 
a lot in the mm-hmm. past decade. So there's it's not like there's no place for a small guard. Yeah, I think it'll be a situation where, yeah, I don't know, maybe he'll stay at the same school all four years, but I think it, you hear a lot of people say this, if you're that, I don't know Bud Clark's official height, I'm going to guess 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, Has Boke ever told you like how tall he is? I'd or? give Bud maybe 5'9". Okay. But so, he, his athleticism and length of his arms and how he finishes at the rim mm-hmm. and how annoying he is on defense, he plays as a six-footer, like just a flat mm-hmm. six-footer. But he's he's only about And he five hasn't nine. committed yet, right? He's still No, he's offers. still open. So, I mean, it could be a situation where, like, after a season, again, I, we've talked about this a million times, now more than ever. I mean, scholarships have always been, like, one-year renewable agreements, but for years and years, people used to basically say, okay, the kid's probably locked in for four years unless he transfers and sits out of here. Now they're really really looked upon as a one year at a time type of thing. So maybe he starts off at a place and I'm sure he's a guy that'll be evaluated and maybe another program might say, yeah, based off what we've seen, he can draw contact. He can take contact. He can finish at the rim. He's five, nine, but he's fast enough. So he's not a take now, but might be in the future. We'll and he see. He can shoot the jumper. He's got yeah. a quick release mm-hmm. all three levels. So like he, he does everything that makes up for his height deficiency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, second question, when will, this, when will we see the support staff roles filled? I think you'll hear news relatively soon uh, about uh, Temple's new video coordinator. We'll break that news uh, to our subscribers on the basketball board. And then in terms of the, the player development role and some of the other support staff roles, probably over the next month or two, there's not – I don't want to say there's not a sense of urgency for it, but obviously if you're if – you're, Adam Fisher, you need your three bench guys set, which they are. So I'd say probably over the next next month or two. Um, next question here. The screen name is what what to you? What's the over under an NIL cost for Lance Ware? So Lance Ware, the former Camden star, played sparingly at, at Kentucky. His career didn't really take off there. I don't know. I mean, everybody's his value has to have gone down though. It wasn't super great at Kentucky. That's like that's how no. it's gotta go. You go somewhere and you know. You just weren't good enough to be there, or it's just mm-hmm. a bad situation. Your values got to go down. You're you used goods at this point, you know. Yeah, but I th- oh, what were you gonna say, kid? It's like it's not like Hunter Dickinson or someone who's proven, and that's why he's was he declaring he, today? He went to Kansas. He, he, he went to Kansas. Oh, it already is. Okay, okay. Yeah, talked to the Villanova people at, okay. at lunch today. Kansas outbid them by a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It is free agency. I mean, hey, good for him. Maryland was actually second place. Oh, wow. Hometown, and they they had some money to throw at him. So, uh, wow. Kevin Willard turning my terps, uh, turning my terps into a respectable program. <laughs> your terps, my terps, legacy. Why are they your terps? Granddad went to Maryland. Oh, there up. you go. All right, okay. Yeah, you grew that's up rooting enough. for the terps, you know. That's enough. All right. Um, and I mean that's enough. I don't mean like that's enough. Like, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a good reason. Yeah, that's a good yeah, reason. That's, yes, that's me with yes. the Notre Dame fans. Like, yes. what the hell are you a Notre Dame fan mm-hmm. for? I'm Catholic. There's a, a million other Catholic schools. There's six of them in the Big East. Why do you like Notre Dame? Uh, okay, yeah, shut up. Notre Dame is like the, the Yankees. There were a lot of Notre Dame, New York Yankee-level Notre Dame fans at the, the game in 2015. But um, Yeah, for Lance Ware, I mean, I think he'll have value. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think if, if, if Temple does have interest here, and I don't know if they do, I think, I mean, this will be proven over time. I think, sure, if Adam, if, if Adam could get a big who's really good and play with his back to the basket, nobody would turn that down. But I think he wants his bigs more so to like set screens, rebound, play defense, and 
I mean, if Lance Ware wants to come in for a year and and do that, then maybe he could. I can't imagine there's like a monster NIL market out there for him. But I mean, he's only 6'9", 235, can't shoot. I mean, in college, you know, we got Big Joe Soriano and Cliff Amore, um, and Rutgers and stuff like that. Like 6'9", you can get away with that in college as a big fella. But that's yeah. all he'd have to be at yep. Temple because he showed he's not a post scorer. And that's the other thing. These these big men now, they're just set screens and then catch a dump off for a dunk. It, mm-hmm. then it's not it's nothing special. NIL money can be spent in better places. Like you can I'd rather give my money to a Jamil Reynolds than a Lance Ware. Like, are you a big man that creates for himself? Or are you a what I call a spoon feed? Lance Ware is a spoon feed. His NIL value automatically has to come down off of that. And then you went to Kentucky and it didn't work out comes down more after that so he shouldn't be some huge bidding war no not at all he already has some interest according to adam zagora adam zagoria he's got a visit with st john's coming up so yeah he's definitely gonna get something but it'll come off the bench there because patino is not moving off of joel yeah Vaughn was getting going again coach Vaughn talking about his use of bigs invented a new term for basketball which was crazy what was that Spoon feed. Spoon feed? I don't know. Yeah, if, he said what I call a spoon feed. Yeah. I, 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 I was, I've never heard someone say that, but I'm sure it's been used before. That's why he's changing the game. Yeah. Absolutely. Innovative. <laughs> spoon feed. Spoon feed, yeah. Like, that's how I talk to my big men. Like, no, nah, you're spoon feed, man. Like, he kind of talk to you. Who are your big men? Prove me wrong. I'm saying that's how I would talk to him. Okay. Yeah. I don't think you. What is how he talks part. to Johnny in the studio when we got the little hoop and we're playing around? That's that's what it is. All that's right, I'll do Johnny, you're a spoon feed. I'll do <laughs> Johnny is a spoon week. feed. Though. Johnny is a spoon feed. <laughs> I agree. He can't shoot to save his life. Like, you got to. Yeah, Johnny, you just got to use your frame to set some screens and roll to the basket. Johnny's a spoon. <laughs> He's Johnny's, a hustle guy. Yeah. Johnny's, Johnny's at the Citizens Bank Park right now as we speak, prepping for. Uh, for Philly's game tonight. Bryce Harper's return to CBP. Yeah. Against the Red Sox. Yeah. Is this supposed to rain tonight? Because it was earlier. No, not Maybe. anymore. I don't know. Who's our weather person on the scoop? Declan. Mira, you'd be oh. a good weather person. How would I be a good weather person? <laughs> you got the voice for it. You got the TV You would. Presence. Like, you could, you could make a storm sound appealing. <laughs> like, tell me. Because you have the smooth, you have the smoothest voice of anybody I've ever heard. I've told you that. Get break, step into a weatherman's role right now. Tell me. He reached the teleprompter. Tell, we're supposed tell to flood tonight. That's the, crazy. Tell people for the next three days. <laughs> tell people for the oh, next. Oh no, hurricanes coming in. That's drawn. <laughs> <laughs> tell people for the next three days that it's going to be raining and try to get them to feel good about it. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Today's weather is going to be a high of sixty-four, a low of forty-five, partly cloudy. <laughs> you it's can not do supposed it. to rain, but you never know. Weather is unpredictable. Saturday's supposed to be nice, so get outside. <laughs> I see it, bro. Throw your shorts. <laughs> Throw your shorts. So it's seventy degrees. It's going to be a low of forty-seven. Clear skies. Sunday is going to be even warmer, but it's going to be a little cloudy. Seventy-five degrees with a low of fifty. I never felt more calm in my life about the weather. I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is your sign. Like it's it's yeah. time for a career change. <laughs> it's that was time, very buddy. Good. Very very soothing. Hey man, you time, never know. Time to go over <laughs> to the National Weather Service. Soon. Everybody need a backup plan. <laughs> uh, this next question here is from the the Screen Union Temple fan Al from our basketball message board. Oh, we'll have some fun with this one. Imagine you're in charge of hosting a priority recruit oh, for Temple. Man. Where are you taking them in the city to knock their socks off? Any specific restaurant, activity, or place? I'm gonna 
I'm going to say if you're a good recruiter, what you do is you research the living heck out of what the kid likes, what his family likes. And, you know, you don't want to say like, oh, we're going to take you to a steakhouse just because like everybody likes steak. If they're, you know, if it's an overseas recruit and international recruit, you find fortunately you're in a city that has pretty much everything you need to offer to a recruit. So you got to figure out where they want to go. If it's an Italian restaurant, I'm taking them to like Victor Cafe, a place like that. Um, I don't know. What, what would you guys do? Well, you're hosting a recruit. I know we're going to get just like a wide range of answers here. Declan's is probably going to be the worst. I'm sorry. Do I get, no, it is. I was going to no, say, I have a good answer. I have a good answer. What is your good answer? Before you answer, I have a question for John. Is this a weekend visit? Like I get Friday, <laughs> Saturday, and Sunday with him? Yeah, yeah. I get all three days? Cool. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say that, you know, you think a recruit that's coming to Philly is going to think what? Cheesesteak, right or wrong, mm-hmm. right? Take Already him when it comes back. When it comes back, rest in peace for now. Jim South Street. That's where I take him. You take him down South Street. You see a good part of Philly. Already, already, your answer doesn't work. You know that that Jim's hasn't. Been I said when it comes back. I oh, said when, when it comes, comes back. back. You missed fault. that part. My I said fault. rest in my peace fault. when I'm it comes jerk. back. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's jerk. okay. And look, look, look. Y'all you know wrote me off, and then you know I had what? a really good. That's on me because I was. It's I was. I was not being an active listener. I wasn't being a good journalist. I was waiting. Immediately I, waiting I for me to pounce. screw up. Yes. Immediately my waiting. Fault. I fault. had a really good answer too. Even it's so. doubling in size when it comes back too. Even so it's so, even though, more room. Even so, even so, when Jim's comes back, like we're going to take you to Jim's Steaks. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No, all what I'm saying, it's, it's, it's a weekend. So, if it's a weekend, it's not the staple. I'm going to add on to it for you. Let me help you out. Thank you. It's a Friday night. You bring some of the teammates. South Street on Friday night. Thank it's popping. See, that's what I that's, so, see, so, you see the you see the culture. So you now, see the city as the coach. Come on I'm, now. I, after I treat you to the cheesesteaks or whatever. All right, I'm head back to the office. But you know, your future teammates are here with you. They'll show you around the strip. Y'all have fun. The I'll strip? Are we in Vegas? You, you get the point. <laughs> I'll see you. Penn's landing. You know, and, and I'll see you in my office at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. See, and there then, you go. But my guys that I recruited years ago do what. I also give them scholarship to do, which is help me get some other kids in here. Mm-hmm. Do you think? I don't want to know what happens on South Street Friday night. Just make sure he's no, back in my office. I do want to know what happens. At nine o'clock. As long as you don't get that in trouble. Too. Well, yes. yeah, that, you know, that is a big thing. thing. Yeah. If you say raising canes, I'm going to end this podcast. I, did, right I, I gave a great answer. You, you just discounted me immediately. That was a good answer. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I was going to say Wetzel's Pretzels in the fashion district, though, just to mess with you. That's that was gonna be my answer. Better than some of the options you had on your food bracket. <laughs> We're gonna take you to this Wetzel's place Pretzels called is incredible. McDonald's. I love Wetzel's pretzels. I, I think it's great. Two all beef patties, special sauce, <laughs> lettuce, cheese. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Come to Temple. That's I've the, always um, been more of a Wendy's guy. That's the, that's the Al Jarreau and Vesta Williams commercial. Oh, Al Jarreau, God, God love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys, you don't know who Al Jarreau is. Mm, uh, you would, I wouldn't expect you to know who Al Jarreau is. Yeah, smooth voice. Mm. Vesta mm. Williams could sing her ass off too. Mm-hmm. Moonlighting theme. What's your favorite Al Jarreau song? Uh, We're in this love together. Great song. How about After All? Not bad. Glorious song. Javon and I are musical soulmates. Yes. You you know that. It is really cute. (laughs) Adorable, some would say. Yes. Wholesome. 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 Ramir, what are you? You're hosting a recruit. What do you guys do? I'm not taking them to like Center City because I feel like that's the obvious. I think I'd try to show them some of the, like, the smaller places where I think have more of like, a unique Philly feel. There we go. There we go. I think the Italian market down on 9th Street, or is it South 9th Street, yeah, I go. think is a great 
place. I love Italian food, so maybe that's you know, part of it, but maybe Fishtown or something like that, Northern Liberty, something that's a little away from like the, the traffic and the tourist yep. areas, more the you know, the relaxing restaurant, the different restaurants and the different places and yeah, stuff like that. I mean, what do you got? There's not many of what I would want to do, but I would want to take them somewhere where we can have fun and be competitive. Yeah, there we go. Um, an Coach arcade Vaughn. was yeah. something that I was thinking about. Or bowling? Dave, Dave and Busters? Dave and Busters. You <laughs> can go to Dave and Busters. You can go to Dave and Busters anywhere. Maybe you like a like North a Bowl, arcade, South Bowl, yeah, yeah. Brooklyn Bowl. Brooklyn Bowl. Something like that. Is that yeah. where you won the other night? Yeah. Yeah. All the 300 there. You can't prove otherwise. No, you, you didn't. didn't. <laughs> you lying. Uh, he cheated. That's not true. He bowled a good game, but then afterwards, as if it wasn't enough, he went ahead on the thing and edited his score to a perfect 300 <laughs> and sent it to the group chat. You in my defense, I thought we were done. ethics are everything in this business. And you have none of If I can't trust you. In my defense, I thought we were done. I thought it was a cool picture opportunity. It was going to be funny. And then we kept going. And I didn't realize we were keeping score after that. What so did then, you actually get? Um, I think he I finished like with 186 a, or something. That yeah, round. still yeah. pretty good. Quite a long Thank you. He bowled a good game. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate. Did you that. wear one of those like wrist braces? One of those like carpal tunnel? No, wrist I braces? really want to get my own ball and a matching pair of shoes though for the next time we go, just yeah. to like really drum it up. Yeah. All right, but we got a variety of answers there. Some good stuff. Um, it depends on the recruit. Exactly. That's what so, I was saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, say I got a kid from the hood, you know, round away. I, I, I got to approach how I'm going to host his visit different than I approach Mateo Picarelli or Will Johnston. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just some different things. Like, I got to show him, yeah, let's let's go to Maxis. You know what I'm saying? But if I got Picarelli or Johnston or something like that, hey, DeCarlo, where's the Italian fool at? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, if he's got a girlfriend, bring her on campus because girlfriend's got to like it too because she's you're going to want to come visit you during the season. Hey, DiCarlo, right. where's the pasta? <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if we ever start recording on YouTube, Javon's just going to have the, the, the fingers pressed together. How you doing? <laughs> I need a good you plate of pasta. You got, you got it. John, did you not recommend an Italian place for the TTN staff dinner? Lawrence wanted an Italian place. You got an Italian and you gave place. him a recommendation, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know who to go to when I need a recommendation yeah. for something. Who's to say Matteo Piccarelli wouldn't want to go to Max's? Max's a cheese place. Him. I'd yeah. I mean, I'd ask him, you know, yeah. but it depends on the kid. All right, moving right along. Detroit Al has a two-part question for us. Number one, who are the big fellows on our target list? Detroit Al will drop a name or two for you on the basketball message board so you guys have it as subscribers. Again, if you are not an AlScoop.com subscriber, you're missing out. We'll drop some scoop on the board for you guys. Second question, what will it take to get Temple to arrange an on-campus tailgate prior to the first basketball home game? That's a Scott Walkoff or a Arthur Johnson type of thing. I mean, where would they have the tailgate? Outside? Inside? They block off 13th Street a lot, mm -hmm. like in front of Tuttleman. So my guess would be right there and just right up the street from the Leah course. Yeah. Premier just volunteered to put together the tailgate. Well, yeah, thanks a lot, Mir. Uh, you know, event coordinator. Uh, I think... Yeah, that's true. You can put together an event. Um, they block off because they use the bell tower a lot for the pep rallies. Mm -hmm. The only thing is it's the first home games in November, right? So It's cold. Right? It's cold. Have a drink. Warm yourself up. There you go. There you go. Uh, no I comment. Know, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you should work with our mayor, event coordinator. Work yeah. for my family during the holiday season. Hot chocolate, right? Hot chocolate's great. And uh, <laughs> I love hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I love hot chocolate. Get, get your responsible, responsible. We put it in uh, one of those water coolers. Oh, yeah. that would be perfect. Why would you put it in a water cooler? <laughs> the hot chocolate. Oh. What is wrong with you? No, so I thought you meant hot chocolate, but I was like, Lord. who puts hot it in a water cooler? water cooler? I was just thinking in terms of, you know, distributing it, distributing it to a ton of students that How's come through to these tailgates. And you get like one of the thermos uh, water coolers. That's a lot. That's extra. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> that. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give you your job as a think coordinator back. Caden this is uh, skeptical. We don't have the money for that. That's not in the budget. <laughs> yeah, that sounds expensive. On, yes. Last question to round things out for this week is from Berkshire Al. Will the staff hold back any scholarships from next year due to the absence of seniors? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's a running joke where we say like any staff could say, well, we're going to roll a scholarship over the next year. But I think there's reason for it this year. I mean, yeah, I get it. Fans are worried. Okay, they've got a few spots to fill. Are they going to have a full roster? But I think if, if there's any season to roll over a scholarship, yeah, maybe it would be this year. Maybe Maybe Adam Fisher keeps – one open to say, okay, we're going to, we're going to hit obviously now every year. Now it's going to be replenishing in the portal, but now they're going to aggressively recruit the class of 2024. So maybe you do want to roll over a scholarship to, to next year. So I think that's certainly a, a possibility. Any uh, closing thoughts here, guys that don't have to do with hot chocolate or Javon's coaching technique. They say, I got some Juco kids. If they need them, you know, I got, I got some hungry big men. That can score some big fellas. Got a little bit of attitude problem, but you know you can work with that. <laughs> Coach but, uh, Vaughn coming to a gym near you. I'm just saying, man. I, I got what you need. Co coaches get at me. I'm half serious, half playing. What would know? be like if you're shooting? Are you shooting for a head coach position right away, or does it depend on the level? What are you up. looking at? You got to work your way up. Because like I do want to be able to be the crazy assistant coach at some point in life. You know, like because that the, those are the fun coaches, the, yeah. the offensive coordinators slash defensive coordinators who in practice. They got they they talk real crazy to the team. Then game day comes and they kind of quiet. You'll see them say something every now and then. Then they they're the ones who actually give the the halftime speech and they they cut into you. You know, absolutely. And then you get the credit for the recruiting classes and all that good jazz. You know, I I I I, I do a couple years as an assistant and then work my way up to head coach and then I can really show my true colors. You know, loosen up my tie, roll up my sleeves a little bit. You know, in the spirit of Coach Cheney. You know, I feel like I finished my career with at least five ejections. I should, <laughs> I should say to close things out, the word, this isn't necessarily their scoop farewell, but I should note that this is the, the if then by the next, depending how next week goes, this could be your last scoop before you guys graduate. And by wow. you guys, I mean Caden and Javon. What do you, what's going through your minds right now, guys? Do you need to cry? Do you need to get it out? Are you, you know, emotional? I've, I've always said the day I can wake up and know I never have to worry about school another day in life. <laughs> oh, it'll be so glorious. And I'm kind of already there. Me and Caden had our last final Wednesday. The only thing we're waiting on is for our neighborhood story to get posted. I'm, man, listen, I'm feeling, I'm feeling great about life now. As soon as I get a job, I, I'll be on cloud nine. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I thought I'd think like Javon. I think I'm trying to get a little more bittersweet over time where I'm like, obviously, like, I don't want to do schoolwork anymore, but I'll miss the people and like covering Temple and like that part of it will be, you know. Yeah, like I do all of this for as long as as long as possible, as long as we could take classes out of it. Exactly. And, and up a, 
you know, up the pay, I'd yeah. be fine. And know? also, of course, it comes with change, you know, which is different, like a different chapter, you know, kind of my, don't know where I'm going to be living in a month or two, which is kind of interesting, but I'm excited though. It's a, it's a new opportunity. Can't hear John mess with Johnny anymore yeah, that, or that, see Caden pick with Johnny. No. I'll, I'll miss, I'll know? miss that part. That's what group chats are for. Yeah. yeah. We're just, a, we're just a, like, it's nothing like the, you it's know, okay. Zoom in chats. person, you know. What have you guys, Declan and Remy, or what have you guys learned from these two? If you've learned anything from them. I don't want to assume that you've learned. I mean, I think you have, but maybe you haven't. I don't know. These guys are two of the best writers I know. Um, they've taught me a lot about writing, and I'm, I'm still new to this. So having these two around has helped me tremendously, whether it's Caden helping me like through the story or Vaughn ripping my story apart after he edits it <laughs> so it, it's all help at the end of the day and i don't can't take offense to it because they're not doing anything but trying to help me get better no that's the type of ball player i need one who will accept <laughs> coach's criticism and know it's just i'm trying to make him better that's not needing you know what's something that our listeners would not know about these guys about those two Oh no, the other two people in the room. Well, uh, yes. no, I was just. Uh, well, you know, sorry, I was Dad, trying to. I, love you. I'm sorry. I was buying myself a little you more time to like think Princess of something. Leia, the way you're wearing your headphones. Well, because right they're too loud. I can't. Yeah. I can't have them over the years. It's way too loud. Um, something that they wouldn't know about these two. It's a really good question. Caden said he was going to come into my radio show four times this year on Saturday mornings at nine, and he came in once because mm. he every single time he overslept. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the one day I get to sleep. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, what is something? Caden hmm. had this tradition at football games, and I can't remember it exactly, but you would get, what, two cookies at halftime, and you would eat the cookies as you were like thinking of your story and then bring them back and start writing your story at halftime. What percentage of those cookies would end up on the surface of his laptop? Uh, you know, <laughs> about 40%. <laughs> hey. And then for Vaughn, let's see. Hmm. Something that you wouldn't know about. Vaughn wears his, his heart on his sleeve. You know, yeah. he's a very open book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, in terms of mannerisms, though, Vaughn is very specific about what he does in a day. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a very specific routine. Like, we didn't see him Mondays or Fridays because he didn't have to be here. He had his very set routine at home. He's always out of the studio by nine if we're, you know, in there late at night. Mad like, if we leave at 1 a.m.? Yes. You know, you, you get your Chick-fil-A and, you know, at, for lunch you're getting the 12 count. And then, you know, <laughs> for dinner you're getting the 8 count and all the, the way large way around, lemonade. All the way Whatever. Either way. Um, you know, he, he's very, like, he's very set in his routines, which is, like, is very interesting to see as well. You know, you're, you're very, like, you, you do, you're a creature of habit, which is really cool to see because, like, you know, uh, it's stuff that we pick up on, too. And, it, you know, even... Outside of just life, like in work. They're telling true stories, John. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for joining us for another episode of The Scoop. Congratulations to Javon and Caden. We will be cheering them on at commencement next week. Hopefully they won't have food poisoning. Hopefully they'll make good food choices before the day. I made mac and cheese for the TTM party Wednesday night. Got them coming back for it. They, they want go. more. Just there like I go. had with the yams last semester. I tell people, I know how to cook. Like, I'm <laughs> My not favorite just talking. part of the meeting the other day was you saying that yams are out of season. And then yeah. everybody cracked up. <laughs> You're not wrong, though. Anyway, thanks for sticking with us for another. <laughs> that another. was your favorite part. It was a great. It was a great. You, the delivery was great. You're doubting true comedy. No, that's just the way you Making said it. You were like, that was like the king of comedic timing, too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That means a lot. I yeah. do. You know, I'd be thinking about my jokes. Yeah. <laughs>
Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks again for joining us for another episode, and we will talk to you guys next week. 